She's a little under the weather. She's owie. She's owie. She's under the weather. Yeah. So. I'm owie too. Thank God, not that owie. Yeah, you're you're owie, but not that owie. We're all kind of feeling it. Um, so it's the weather change. For one, it's beautiful. It's it's getting really nice outside. Yesterday, last few days have been very hot, warm. Yeah, I like that it's kind of windy. To, not that I like the wind, but the wind kind of with the breeze it down a little. Right. I mean, like two days ago, it was just hot. Y- yesterday. Was it yesterday? <laughs> yeah, yesterday. Seems yeah, like two yeah. days ago. Well, Friday was like that too, but yesterday was just like, uh, okay, I don't want to get in my car. Yeah, so yeah. Don't go anywhere. It's too hot. And my car is black. And so it just radiates heat. Yeah. And so, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's not good. Definitely not a day for the seat warmers. <laughs> no. Unless you're delivering hot pizza to someone, then it's the perfect day. No. Yeah. So uh, let me see. What do we have on today's show? Let me see. Let me go look. Um, wow. Um, lots of stuff. <laughs> wow. Do you believe all that stuff that you see on the board that we're going to have? This is the imaginary. This is our imaginary whiteboard for the people that can't see us. <laughs> it's imaginary. Well, no well it's imaginary to us. <laughs> it's real to you guys. We're looking at all the things. Wow. I don't know how we're going to fit all this in. I don't huh? either. I don't because I, I don't even know what Dino Pants is. <laughs> yeah, you're you're reading your Dino <laughs> Pants radio. Yeah, no, uh, I think you're reading too deeply into it. No, this. I mean, literally, this is imaginary. There's a whiteboard there. There's not stickers on a wall. You're not in a radio station. This is actually a programming ah! room, and we're we're looking at all the choices on today's show. Wow, wow, lots. Stop. So much stuff. Um, so, so much. Yeah, so that's why we let the song I'm play on out. Overload. I am. I am on sensory overload because it was the power. Speaking on about uh, overload, we had a little bit of a, uh, a, a, an electrical overload here in San Francisco on Friday. Um, all the power went out. Kaplooey. Kaplowey. Pow. All of San Francisco? Well, only, a hundred th- only about 100,000 of us us you were here yes <laughs> i was here i was feeling every bit of it i was locked in a basement i was up on a i was up on a window washing rig and the uh, power gave out uh, no no yeah no. absolutely i was in an elevator uh, i'd rather be in an elevator with a guy transporting spiders yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no? <laughs> I wouldn't be in that elevator. <laughs> you wouldn't be in that elevator? Well, you wouldn't know until the power goes out and you go, man, what do you got in your case since uh-uh. we're sitting here talking for the next six hours? Oh, I don't ask people what they carry with them. <laughs> it says dangerous spiders on the side. <laughs> <laughs> if you can tell, she has a little bit of a fear of fi- uh, spiders, uh, fires, spiders, fires, spiders, fire spiders. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, no, so we lost the power here. So uh, it crippled the city for a good part of the day. Um, wow, these guys have never, like, uh, hung out at my house. I lose the power all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I don't pay the bill, but it's a different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it was crippling. The window washers and everything, they were stuck. 
in yeah there was there was there was multiple people that were there was like at least one window washing rig and then um they were talking to the elevator and fireman crews that were going around so a lot of them were right around union square for the most part and people were like stuck and so the one guy said he had already rescued like 13 different elevators Mm. i go that's a lucky number (laughs) were they on the 13th floor yeah exactly of course, it was on Friday the 13th. But, and so... No, it wasn't. I know. Shh. For our listeners at home, don't look at your calendar. It's way better. <laughs> it's way better that way. This is all figment of our imagination. That's creepy. Anyway. He's right. No, it's not. <laughs> so, that's what happened here in San Francisco. But I just realized... Well, I didn't just realize. I've, I've known this for a long time. Is that... Well, okay, so places like San Francisco, for the most part, well, you know, they, they talk about gentrification. So San Francisco is going through gentrification. It is getting, um, you want if you want to call it urban renewal, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, basically um, everything that's being torn down is being built up and it's being built up bigger and better and whatever. But you got to remember that we're still living on the same infrastructure. And when you're talking about buildings, you're, they're still talking about the same power that are coming into the buildings, the same sewer lines that are going in and out of the buildings. It's it, it, That is still the same. But then you have to worry about the roads, um, the parking, how many people you're actually adding, especially if you're adding housing. You know, you add 650 units, that's more than 650 people because there's like an average of 2.5 people that live, you know, per room or whatever. So, yeah, but even businesses are the same way. Right. And so if you look at it, no matter what, we knock down these smaller buildings, we put up bigger buildings and just the the actual physical infrastructure of, you know, like all those things. And then you have to worry about all the emergency um, um, services like police departments, fire departments and all those response times. When you add that many people to a populace, you don't necessarily add that much um, emergency services exponentially to your to your infrastructure. It would be nice if we did, but if you know it, everybody's going through budget cuts, yeah, and they keep, have been for decades. We keep losing them, right? So we're losing all of our safety features. Yeah, all of our emergency response systems that we're supposed to be ramping up and getting better at what we're doing, because quite honestly, as a country, uh, most of the time we're fucking failing at the stuff we're doing. We're not getting to our own people quicker. We're actually getting to other countries quicker than we're getting to our own people in our own countries with natural natural disasters. So Yeah, because people have their priorities in the wrong place. Sure, and, and 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 we lack training and some knowledge and some and there's a lot of red tape and bureaucracy and and politics wrapped up in all this bullshit, um, like infrastructure. We were just talking about infrastructure. Look at our roads. Our roads suck. We talked about it last week. Our roads are full of potholes. Our roads look like Swiss cheese here in California. You know, every time I look, they are horrible, horrible, horrible. Let's put, you know, another, you know, in my town, we're doubling our uh, population within like two years from now. They say something, they go from like uh, 49 or 50,000 people in Redwood City proper to somewhere near 100,000 people or what is that? Yeah. 100,000 people. And that's crazy. Yeah. 
you know, you put that many more people on the roads and that many more people driving and that many more. Well, in two, in what was it? Two years now, they, they tore down what three or four two story buildings and they're all five or six story buildings now. Yeah. And, and they're, they're doing housing and they're now. and they're going to do the same with more in that city. And so it's just, I, that's what they're doing with the one block at the end. Yeah, there's another there's another section of town which is not that far from where the six cranes were in the last few years. Yeah, that's getting the same thing done, and we know that um, there's a block in downtown Redwood City that's being leveled, yep. which is at whatever Broadway at uh, Jefferson. So that's going away, and you know that's not just they're not just gonna um, you know remodel the one story building. Oh God, no. I'm gonna guess it's going up four, three, four, and everything I would around say it probably is probably equivalent to the one across the street, which is the one that's got the movie theater, the movie theater in it. Right. So at least two or three, like a two-story. I think story. that's a three or four. Is that a three or four? Yeah, technically, because of the the, the height of the <laughs> floors. Yeah. So I'm thinking they're gonna do something like that just to mimic that which is funny because then you start looking at like the opposite corner we're talking about four corners here in redwood city um that you know again one is retail now used to be single story but now it's been uh retrofitted and is or not retrofitted but it's been uh basically bulldozed down and rebuilt up and it's a the equivalent of a four-story building um across the street um that's going to be knocked down probably going to go to the same level now kitty corner to it they have a two-story building or i'm sorry across the street they have a two-story building where pete's coffee is and then if you go kitty corner to the restaurant one-story building maybe I think one or two story, but it, it's going to start dwarfing everything around it. Before you know it, everybody that does something or buys a property or flips a property, they're going to go up with it. Yeah. The kids, they can't go out with it. Because developers are buying it out. Right. I mean, if we were in the middle of, you know, whatever, Nebraska, Montana or something, and we had a little bit of land, you know, maybe we're going out with it. But right here in the middle of our metropolises, we're going up. Yeah, it's it's too many people in such a small area. And you already complain about all the traffic and people can't get here and there. And, you know, it, people, they tell you take public transportation. Great, I'll take public transportation. But the problem is if I'm taking public transportation at the same time everybody else is taking public transportation, I can't get there without taking two hours out of my day. Well, see, that's what the problem here is. It takes me 20 minutes to drive to work. But if I actually took public transportation, it and I've calculated, it would take me an hour and 15 minutes just because of the timing of everything else. So if you guys know San Francisco at all, basically where um, China Basin is all the way up through um, like 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th streets, all the way up to about, I think, 9th, all those lights were knocked out going all the way past Market Street. That's insane. And so when you're talking about, I think the, the, you'd have to check, you can ask Surrey, but I think the population here in San Francisco is nearly 400,000 people, another 300,000, or no, a million. Okay, a million people here in San Francisco. 400,000 people, I think, commute in here daily, um, go in and out of the city daily. So that's 400,000, that's almost a half million people daily that commute um and and 
not any or the public transportation there was let me see bart was only only one station which was montgomery street was actually out but it didn't affect the actual bart line they just did not stop they ended up closing that station um but but bart ran through so public transportation was fine um and actually uh commuting out of the city at the end of the workday five six o'clock wasn't bad um, in some areas, it didn't look that bad. But the beginning of the day, the morning commute was just wiped out. Um, a lot of the shops downtown couldn't do anything, so they had to close their doors. No security, no ways of ringing people up. Um, there were people that were um, staying in business. A lot of the little mom and pop places, the places that were doing business and using something like Apple Pay or Square um, that had access to charging people by credit card. Um, oh, through their through yeah their through their devices yeah. right and they didn't need Wi-Fi because a lot of people were dependent upon their Wi-Fi so a lot of people were using data services right, so data what, services what kind, of, what kind of shops were open because you, if you're talking about restaurants or whatever were there what are they cooking right certain Absolutely th- right certain things power. right certain places like they had just made coffee right so coffee was sold out um but if you're talking about that yeah they had to make food or whatever so a lot of places like that but then they were even crippled because the people that were trying to use um things like data services everybody went from wi-fi to data and all of a sudden everybody's data slowed down why because you have everybody iCloud can't hang with that much at once well it couldn't handle the infrastructure of everybody going away 64 Huh? 864,000 people in San Francisco last year. So nearly a million. So um, half of those people commute in and out of the city, or at least there's, there's, I think, a total of half those people commute. Like there's like three or 400,000 people that commute in and out of the city every day um, during yeah, the work week. Yeah, there's an additional in and out well it's part of it is the residents of san francisco that are going out of san francisco for work other people that are coming into the city for work and i don't i can't remember exactly how it's broken down but that's a lot of people okay um i think they said at one point they even had like fifty thousand uber drivers i'm like wow really and when you look at when you go on to some street like market street or mission and you just sit there and you count uber stickers going by you yeah, you, you lose track very quickly because the numbers are just going skyrocketing. Just da 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 da. You can't count them quick enough. So when you have all those things happening, and then so what? I guess my main point is the infrastructure can't handle it. Look at what happened here. We had a little fire at a substation, a PG&E substation in, in the um, uh. Like uh, basically the lower tenderloin section, upper uh, civic center, um, were the PGA substation. They had some uh, insulation fire, and it basically that's how many people are crippled. Now that was just one station knocked out that much stuff. Man, um, they said the same day they had a similar situation in New York City happen, which is interesting. The same thing happened in New York City on Friday. Really? Yeah, something very similar. But it only wiped out certain people. So you can look that up if you like. But it was the same. It was like a power outage. And it affected the morning commute. And I think with them, it actually affected their public transportation, which is their subway. So 
there was some panic there. Um, and I'm and then you're looking it up now. So it says blackout hit L.A., New York, and San Francisco. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> if you were checking, if you were testing the waters, if you were putting your big toe in the end of the pool just to see how how cold it is. Wouldn't you throw a couple test runs out there? Duh. So kind of funny that it hit, you know, New York, L.A., San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Three of our main places outside Metropolis. And look and look at how it affected our business. Like uh, <laughs> the one business I actually saw, there was a there was a cafe near um, Union Square that said, "Oh yeah, we've already lost ten thousand dollars worth of business, and it hadn't even been noon." I was like, wow, you guys do $10,000 in business before noon? Holy shit. For one, don't go on the news and tell everybody that's how much you make. Because you'll have a robber there the next week. Trying to rip off the the bank receipts. (laughs) Two, I think you're lying for insurance reasons. And if you were on the news and you said that... I don't know. I don't know what you was doing, but that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of do re me for a coffee shop. Yeah, no kidding. It was. A, it was a. Co- it was a cafe. It was. It wasn't just a coffee shop. It was a cafe. But still, well, that's making, a, if they're making food, that's that's that could be possible. Maybe that's their normal. That's a lot. Time. That's a there's, lot of dough. So where I work in San Mateo, there's a little place across the streets had multiple different little restaurants come and go throughout the years that I've been there. Been there almost a decade. I think this is like the fourth or fifth restaurant. Right. This little thing is only open at really, really, really early in the morning. Like so early, the sun ain't up yet. And then they're closed by two o'clock in the afternoon. But on weekends, our office has to hire a security guard to keep their patrons from parking in our lot. Right. Because they are so slammed. Hmm. They don't have enough parking. And then there's constantly, you know, they're constantly have a line out the door for their ordering and all their seats are constantly full and it's getting warmer and it's getting worse. So it's possible. Right. <laughs> and I mean, they just, they serve breakfast and lunch stuff and that's it. That's all they serve. But they are slam packed from the moment they're open till the moment they close. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. I've never seen, we've never seen anybody do anything good in that little area. Well, it's funny because some places it's all about location, location, location. And the other time it's about the actual business and the customer service and the product that they're selling or whatever the deal is. Sometimes they actually have a draw. I th- I yeah and I think maybe because there aren't many restaurants that are close to that you can go get something slightly fast. I mean it's not a fast food restaurant, but they make stuff quick. Right. <clears throat> um and it's different than anything else we have there. It's, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I, right. I think it's it, it's because they're efficient. It's popular. It's popular because they're efficient and they're not ripping you off. 
blind and it's something different there you go all right guys hey if you haven't got enough uh check us out definitely call in <laughs> spend some time with the edge 415-550-0511 we're gonna go off and do a little thing here um this goes out to somebody you know who you are oh wow i forgot we didn't even leave it up for you uh there we go how rude that was funny um i don't know why i didn't leave it up there but uh this one goes out to a sick little kitten oh meow meow, meow, meow. we'll be back after this <laughs> My ex-girlfriend wanted to fuck me with a strap-on. What's your name? 
What's your name, yelling girl? Talk to me. Gia. Gia. Oh, are you with a guy? No. Do you need money? Are you just making noise for no reason? What's that? And I love you. That's how easy it is. Someone's getting chlamydia. Are you pretty? Oh, good, because I fucking need a pretty girl. How old are you? you might, I'm, I'm 43 years old. I might be too old for you. 30. Oh, you're too old for me. <laughs> but my ex-girlfriend wanted to fuck me with a strap. All right. Um, she's like, I don't want to fuck you with a strap on. And I'm like, all right. Because um, I'm not homophobic at all. Uh, but she already had one, which kind of gave me the creeps. <laughs> I'm waiting in the bed. She's in the other room. What size do you want? Oh. I don't know, whore. Uh, it's my first time. You might want to leave the Shaquille O'Neal and bring me the Jackie Chan. <laughs> so I'm laying in bed, kind of propped up on my elbows. I'm naked. And she comes in with this little purple strap on and she kneels between my legs and she takes my ankles and she pushes me all the way onto my back, which almost killed the mood because my stomach fat and tits accordioned into each other. If she would have moved my ankles back and forth, Danny boy would have played out of my crack. And she's poking it against my ass. Not a lot, just enough to turn my asshole into parentheses. <laughs> and I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> And then she pushed a little harder, just a bit. And I was like, I have to shit, I have to shit, I have to shit. <laughs> And she said, and I quote, don't be such a faggot. All right, we are back. That was from uh, Please Be Offended with Jim Norton. Of course, you should be offended. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and right before that, it was Leave My Kitten Alone by the Beatles from the anthology. <laughs> meow, meow. meow. So there's that. Uh, we're back. Sorry for the little bit of dead air in between the two. I just didn't think you wanted to listen to the entire commercial. <laughs> just the website. All right. So what else we got going on here? Uh, 33 past the hour. Ooh. 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 So what else we got going on in our world? We're looking now. Um, you were looking at stuff in the news, weren't you? You were, yeah, I was you looking were. up all the, the L.A., New York, and San Francisco. So it, it, it is strange that all that stuff's happening, and we have to be aware. We don't have to be paranoid, but we got to be aware. There's yeah, a difference, saying, right? So they were saying San Francisco got hit the worst. Because it was like 90-plus thousand or something. Close to 100,000. Yeah, so, but in... New York, they were worried because I guess the first place that had a power outage was one of the subway stations. Right. So, but then That's they got it back really fast. But 
a lot of people, you know, a lot of people just like you were Panicked. saying, were thinking, okay, well, maybe this is some kind of cyber attack or something like that. And because I guess in 2016, somebody posted some big old report that said, you know, oh, yeah, our, they did. Are, uh, you know, everything's vulnerable. Well, duh. Yeah. And then we, they, I mean, we already knew that, but hey, let's, let's post specifically what you think is even more vulnerable. Okay. Than the so here's the problem with that guy. So the problem is, is that guy was like a, an author and he actually, if it's the same guy that I'm thinking about, he even talked about the Oroville spillway and stuff. So he said that there was certain vulnerabilities that we had and he tried to tell whoever, but they just like swept him under the rug. So he ended up making his own independent either book or review of it. And that's why people were pissed off because now it's kind of like it's it's almost like the terrorist playbook 101 if you will. And it's like, okay, well, why did you do that? Well, because nobody was fucking listening to me. Yeah, well... And so, listen, because, like, shit like this. So, like, again, you shouldn't be paranoid, but you should be so, aware. There's a fine line. Yeah, but if you're trying to get somebody to listen to you, you want the right people to listen to you. Publishing a book where the entire world is going to be able to pay attention is not the way to go because now you're giving the information to the wrong people but this guy this guy was actually paid i want to say this guy was actually paid to actually do this for like i want to okay so the one guy i'm thinking about actually did a report on the oroville spillway and actually told the government because they he was paid by the government to do this survey of the spillway and other things that were happening in California. And they said, he goes, yeah, you better fix it. And they didn't do anything about it. And then years later, they're saying, oh, look what happened. And he was like, I told you. So if you had listened to me, we wouldn't have gone through that. Well, it had never, never from day one had passed the, um, inspections that said right. you know if if it had an earthquake yeah it wasn't they, gonna survive it it didn't even it wasn't even an earthquake that took the it yeah, out no, no, right no. it was our rain it couldn't even handle water which wow. is what it's supposed to be handled sorry yeah so you know you know it's absolutely correct and, and, and it's it's scary because um some of it is, is like that. They, I think they went in and they said, oh, well, it's going to cost X amount of million. Yeah, we can't to, fix it. And they said, well, we can't fix it. And so they went back in and like re-estimated it and said, well, is there something else you can do? Because they ended up making whatever there was, the emergency spillway off to the side of it that ended up helping it or something. And it still wasn't enough. Well, they started using that. Well, yeah, but they actually they had actually built it or something, or they didn't. It was already there, but they never intended on using it. They had no intention on on ever ever needing it, but they had to use it. Right. It still didn't. I mean, it relieved pressure. Right. But not enough. Right. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about a spillway. What what is its purpose? To hold water. Right. If you don't make it. So that it will hold water in the area you're in, and you got it. We're in California. You have to pay attention to earthquakes and things like that. If it's not gonna pass its first inspection, and you're already told from the very beginning on day one that hey, if you have a major earthquake, well, it wasn't an after that. What? What? 
you got to figure out some way to fix it. Otherwise, you know, this is going to happen. So, I mean. No, it wasn't from the beginning that it, it was. It, no, it, I heard that it has never. I mean, I'm not positive because I didn't look it up yet, but I heard that it had never passed. Oh, okay. So let's let's go right to look it up. Find yeah, out. the Orville Dam. Oh, let's go right to the whole thing instead of just reading a snippet. Hmm. All right. So the uh, Orville Dam. The Orville Dam is an earth-fill embankment dam on the Feather River, River east of the city of Oroville, California, in the Sierra Nevada foothills east of Sacramento Valley. At 770 feet high, it is the tallest dam in the U.S. and serves mainly a wa- uh, for water supply, hydroelectricity uh, generation, and flood control. The dam impounds Lake Oroville, the second largest man-made lake in the state of California, capable of storing more than 3.5 million acres, acre feet of water uh, built by the California Department of Water Resources. Um, when was it built? I want real stuff. Um, construction began in 1961. The opening date was in 1968. Um, let me see if it actually has any um, negative stuff. Planning construction, da da da, river accident, valve accident. So there's been actually, there's so, there was a, there was an accident in 09, 13, 15, and 17. So in 05, the dam was relicensed. In 09, the river valve had an accident. 13 and 15 spillway cracks and inspections. And then in 2017, we had the uh, the failure. Uh, um, but I don't see anything. About the reports? No, I don't see anything about it, about it not passing it the first time. In 1951, the California state engineers um, proposed that the Feather River Project, the direct predecessor of the SWP, which included a major dam. Anyway, it doesn't look like they had to do it. Um, proposed strongly opposed uh, they did it because of that and major flooding in the 1950s um, that prompted that and so there was an emergency flood control bill um, that provided sufficient enough funding for the construction of the dam at Orville Um, regardless of whether it would be part of the SWP so so it, it 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 was built out of necessity. It wasn't just built because hey. But it was built out of necessity. They had to do it. <laughs> Christmas flood of 1964. So that river actually has a lot of history. Um Even in 1963, they had uh, workers had poured uh, 252,000 cubic yards of concrete that comprised a 128-foot section of that dam. Wow! And so, if it was built, wow, what year was that? So anyway, it looks like it's had issues. Um, 
that whole area has been plagued and they've had to use that so and it's one of the biggest ones so okay second largest in california oh man-made river so anyway enough about that we've talked about that now let's talk about some other news what north korea north korea we're next um or they're next um so russia's getting mad uh so they're getting poised and ready um to see where we're at north korea um actually has now a third american being held um I said against his will, for lack of a better term. He was actually trying to leave North Korea and was detained. Um, another one was a journalist, and another one was an older man that was a, I want to say he was working. So there's three people that are being detained, American citizens that are being detained in North Korea. They've had uh, failed missile attempts. Um, and... And we're not going to let them. I know for a fact that Trump is not going to let them uh, succeed at firing a missile. Also, it looks like Russia is starting to get poised and do some stuff. So I'm a little worried. North Korea looks like um, a big threat, even though they don't have um, they don't have much success with missiles. Um, they have nuclear stuff so we could be looking at thermal nuclear war on some level um it's not like i don't think they they don't have the same kind of like um infiltration as someone like isis or something where they're going to bring the war to us but they're probably going to do whatever they can and they're going to get aligned with whoever and then trump he, he's he's one of those figure it out once huh they only they only need to figure it out once well, yeah, all they have to do is figure it out once or not even figure it out once. What if they just try to fire one off and it doesn't work? You know, it's not just like a firecracker that went off. And so, you know, it gets launched and it doesn't make it. It's going to take somebody else out and start nuclear war here on Earth. And, and Trump is not, you know, he's got his hands on the nuclear football. And so he's 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 ready to go. Um, I'm worried about that. So, and he's already showed that he has no control when it comes to, um, to, uh, the normal rules of engagement when it comes to war. He's supposed to go to Congress. He didn't with Syria. He didn't go with, uh, the, the strike on, uh, Afghanistan either. So what's going to stop him from doing this there? Um, he also sent out a fleet um going towards north korea but they were actually headed in the wrong direction he actually sent the rus fleet to go cover the waters towards north korea but it was shown in air that he sent them towards where australia so he actually had a fleet of of uh, uh naval ships headed towards australia instead of uh, north korea and somebody which I don't understand. Do they actually get? Do they get their Google Maps from Trump? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand because why would he say? Okay, there's got to be something wrong in that story there because our government is not that stupid to go. Okay, Mr. President, you said you wanted to cover this, but we're actually sending them there, and somebody wouldn't fucking tell him. Really? I don't. 
I, I have a hard time with that one. You, you can't tell me the whatever military personnel that has to be there. Trump's not can't make pick up the phone and call the air and tell them, okay, this is where you're going. Yeah, let's actually a military get, I, personnel I'll give needs you a, I'll to give do that. Good, I'll give you. And you a can't good. tell me that that military personnel doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, so let's go to the New York Post. Okay. The New York Post is well. Actually, the Post. I don't. I don't. I I actually don't trust the Post either. So I'm not going to go to the Post. Wow, Fox News. There's some really shitty people. Um, I don't trust. That's the problem with the news. That's like, I think it was Brian Crow, and I were were saying, people. I believe that if you're a newscaster, your personal opinion should not be put out there. Everybody's got a personal opinion. I do taxes, but my personal opinion has got nothing to do with your tax return. The only thing that has to do with your tax return is whether or not the law says I can take it or not, period. And if the law tells me I can't take it, I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry, that's not valid. I can't take that. Here is why. So what'd you find? Um, see, I was... Uh, I wanted to get a news, a credible news source because the first luck. 20 pages were all bullshit newspapers. Um, Okay, so let's go straight to CNN and see what they got on in here. Hold on. Let's do this. Incident uh, which is being blamed on miscommunication undermine the trust that the American public needs to have uh, in the military and in the commander-in-chief, the president of the United States, or is this simply a, a little blunder? It certainly doesn't help, Wolf. You know, the one thing that American people and really the international world at large need from the President of the United States is a level of credibility uh, to ensure both our allies and our foes that when we speak, we mean it. Now, I happened to be um, in Japan and South Korea last week with some of my Republican and Democratic colleagues when the word came that they were sending the Carl Vinson to the Sea of Japan. Uh, it was happened while we were there, and I can tell you that it rattled a lot of people there uh, because no two countries are more vulnerable to a potential attack by North Korea than South Korea and Japan. And what this incident highlights, at least to me, is how important it is for us to reassure our allies that we will be there for them when they need us and that our word is our bond. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, the administration, you can't just write this off as a mistake. They can't afford to make mistakes like this. Well, did you and your Republican and Democratic colleagues, when you were in Korea and Japan the other day, did you have any idea that this battle, this, this strike force, the Vincent strike force was actually moving closer towards Australia, away from the region, even as we were all given the impression it was moving towards the Korean Peninsula? Did you have any clue at all that the statements were incorrect? None at all. And in fact, when we were there, we met with uh, the Prime, Prime Minister Abe, and we met with the Foreign Minister, who is now the head of South Korea, and a lot of other officials in the area, military people as well. And these, these statements have consequences. When you say something is happening, these words come from the President of the United States, and they are given in an atmosphere that is already fraught with a lot of tension, especially in the area we were uh, last, last week.
Uh, you can't make mistakes like that. Okay, so basically what it says is as the White House was uh, talking about sending naval, the naval armada to the Korean Peninsula, uh, the very ships in question were on their way to participate in a military exercises in the Indian Ocean, some 35,000 miles away, or I'm sorry, 3,500 miles away in the opposite direction. A senior administration official blamed a miscommunication between the Pentagon and the White House over reports that the aircraft carrier has not made its way to the Sea of Japan, also known as the EC, as an expected show of force in, in North Korea. Um, the official blamed the mix-up on a lack of follow-up with the commanders overseeing the movements of the USS Carl Vincent aircraft carrier. Um, so basically, they were. They were totally headed in the wrong direction. Okay, again, but that's... It wasn't necessarily Trump, but that's, it was a, a, it was a, a miscommunication somewhere. But Trump is not the, the Trump one is to not blame. the one who says, "Hey, this is ex specifically where the troops are going," because he says where he wants them to go, but he doesn't actually, you know. Right, he doesn't there, actually. There's, a, there's many middlemen in between that. Oh, so he doesn't. He's not the one that actually prints up the Google Maps and hands, no. hands it to the commanders. Gotcha. Okay, so, but then when we look at stuff like, um, um, hold on, I can't even type in. Yeah, there's always middlemen. Um, what are you thinking? Um, when he was actually, when he was talking about the, the, the raid on Syria... He actually mistakenly said the wrong thing um, to a reporter with CNN um, uh, yeah. about which country he was We're sitting at the table. We had finished dinner. We're now having dessert. And we had the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen. And President Xi was enjoying it. So what happens is I said, we've just launched 59 missiles heading to Iraq. Well, you headed to Syria. Yes, heading toward Syria. And I want you to know that. So, <laughs> when your commander-in-chief can't even get it right. I know. Okay, so it's just another thing. I'm just saying it's it's kind of screwed up from the top all the way down. But you're right. There's, there's so many fail-safes. And to blame Trump for our armada going in the wrong direction is kind of misguided. I would agree. Okay. I agree. Okay. And so we can't blame everything on Trump is what you're saying is we can't blame everything on Trump. No. Not everything. Okay. No. All right. Gotcha. And that, no, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not saying I agree with all of his crap because I really don't. But right. I, I have a hard time blaming him for things that I logically can go, yeah, he, that, can't have come just from him no i so, I, I mean right the, the whole purpose of having a military with you know levels of you have to follow this person that person whatever that you know whatever lieutenants sergeants whatever they're called right right there's somebody the generals the, or the whatever right yeah. there's so there's a hierarchy that you have to go through 
Yeah, sure, absolutely. Trump, there, there's, Trump a cha- the there's, a, there's a chain of command. Trump is on the top of that totem pole. Right. He's the top. He's and the commander in chief. And we're talking about the bottom right. of the totem pole went to the wrong place. Right. Who on that totem pole screwed up? Right. Who the hell knows? But you can't blame that on one person. Well, the funny thing is... And even, that's that's my whole point. Well, you even, can't blame everything on him when there's a whole bunch of fucking middle people. Well, and the one thing is they were blaming the one, which is the Carl Vinson, which is their specific carrier. And so did the captain or the the person the head of that ship look at the first mate and say okay set your set your uh your your graph for you know the uh, sea of japan or did he say head for australia <laughs> and then how do they get their bearing yeah, which and coordinates all their did yeah, they which use? coordinates and, and and who laid this yeah where was where was that miscommunication i don't think it was between the white house and the pentagon I think it was between the captain and the whatever. Because I guess when you get an order, you're just supposed to follow it. You're not supposed to question it. So if they go head to Australia, you better go to fucking Australia. Yeah, but when you're talking <laughs> when you're talking to the president of the United States and he's telling you to do some strategic move that may look like um, we're getting ready to piss somebody else off, you... Your job is to fucking question him. Are you sure? Right. This is where we're fucking going? Because we have, we have major fucking issues everywhere else. Why are we going here? That's his fucking job. Right. So no, if, if that was the miscommunication, if Trump did really actually say that and he didn't question it, well, then there's your fucking error. It's right. not Trump. It's the guy who didn't fucking question him. Oh, for sure. Um... All right, guys. You don't follow an idiot down the road unless you're a lemming. <laughs> All right. Um, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do a little bit of music, a little bit of comedy. Uh, we'll be the top of the hour. Then we'll come back, talk to you guys then. Um, what we're going to do is a little bit of Eagles right here. Ooh. And uh, here we go. We'll be back after this. <laughs>
Don't think I'm a bad person for making that joke. Don't think I'm a bad guy for saying that. You know? I'm a good guy. Like, I would never hit a woman. You know? I would never hit a woman. Even if she had a knife or a stutter. <laughs> That's not how I do business. You know? <laughs> In fact, I might be one of the greatest guys of all time. <laughs> like I've got a kid in Africa. Yeah. I've got a kid in Africa that I feed, that I clothe, that I school, that I inoculate for 75 cents a day. <laughs> Which is practically nothing you know, compared to what it costs to send them there. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are doing great so far. <laughs> I love performing in Chicago. The only weird thing about performing in Chicago for me is after all my shows, everybody just wants to do drugs with me. <laughs> I'd be like, Anthony, that was hilarious. I got a joint on me. Let's go smoke it. <laughs> hey, Jesselnick, amazing job, as usual. <laughs> I've got mushrooms in my backpack. Let's eat them. <laughs> and I've got to keep telling them the same thing I'm going to tell you guys right now. Hey, assholes. <laughs> I'm fucking famous. <laughs> Give it to me. perspiration odor come between friends. Ordinary soap leaves thousands of bacteria on your skin, sort of like this. And these are the cause of perspiration odor. Dial with AT7 removes most of these bacteria, not just from under arms, but all over. Dial protects you long after your daily bath. Never lets perspiration odor come between friends. She likes people, people like her. And people who like people like Dial. Aren't you glad you use Dial? Don't you wish everybody did? Here's great news about two wonderful Baraxo hand cleaning products. First, Baraxo powdered hand soap in a new plastic decorator container. Looks like this on the grocer's shelf. And like this 
on your bathroom or kitchen sink. Perfect for everyday hand washing. Baraxo washes hands cleaner and faster than bar soaps can. And here's exciting new Baraxo waterless hand cleaner. Watch. Just a little dab. Removes paint, soil stains, grease, shoe polish, or wax. In fact, new Baraxo waterless hand cleaner removes the toughest dirt or stain. Gets hands clean and smooth fast, anytime. In the workshop, camping, on the road, anywhere. Without water. What a convenience. That's new Baraxo waterless hand cleaner. And remember, Baraxo powdered hand soap in the attractive new plastic container. Both at your grocers, now. Will do, will do, tell beauty bar will do, things for you that both can do. No soap so mild, yet clean so clean as Vell Beauty Bar. And Vell leaves no soapy bathtub ring. Things no soap can do for you, Vell Beauty Bar will do. You've got the softest skin in the whole wide world. Suddenly, the soft sex is getting softer, washing with new, creamier Cam-A. A soap that's more like cream, looks more like cream, feels more like cream. New, creamier Cam-A. Softest skin in the whole wide world. Some girls think it's enough to be clean. I like to feel more than clean. That's why I use Kamei. Kamei leaves my skin feeling clean and creamy. Kamei has cold cream in it. Lingering cold cream. When you rinse off the soap, a trace of the cream lingers. You feel clean and creamy all over with Kamei. Fashion says your complexion is everywhere. Today, you want to look more than clean. You want to look clean and creamy all over. That's why I bathe with Cam-A. No, no. The soap with lingering cold cream. When you rinse, a trace of the cream lingers. You're more than clean. You look clean and creamy all over. Your complexion is everywhere. Keep it looking clean and creamy with cam -A. Fellas. How you doing, Eddie? Oh, hi, Eddie. Hi. What's new at the soap factory? For you, Rosie. Wow, a whole bar of soap. Now, wait a minute. Come here. This is super lathering, Cam-A. Get a load of that lather. Feel it. Oh. It has twice the lather of regular soap. I feel it. And twice the cream. I feel it. Imagine all that lather and all that cream making you feel soft all over. I feel it. I feel it. You do. Edward? Rosalie? Super lathering campaign now makes you feel soft all over. You're about to enter the no-spin zone, the factor, because right now.
Hi, I'm Bill O'Reilly. I hope you're having a terrific evening. <laughs> the subject of tonight's Talking Points memo is the scandal everyone's been talking about all week. A scandal no one thought I'd have the guts to address head on about the shocking allegations of abuse of power that have been leveled against the Obama <laughs> Let's bring in Fox News investigative reporter Lord Dewey with an update. What's that? Laura no longer works at the company? What, did she get the check? Okay, fine. I'm told we do have Fox News analyst Malia Zimmerman, who's normally in studio, but is now reporting live via satellite from exactly 500 yards away. <laughs> Malia, great to have you. Uh-huh. Malia, you spoke to former Obama security advisor Susan Rice, and you told her, I believe she illegally leaked the names of Trump's people to the media, correct? Uh, yes, and she denied it. So you asked her point blank, and she said? No. Okay, but when, you, when she said no, what was her vibe? Her vibe? Yeah, like when she said no, did her eyes say yes? Yeah, sometimes they'll do that. No, they just said no. Okay, but was it a firm no, or was it more like uh, convince me? Oh, man. Uh, hey, can we do that thing we talked about? All right, terrific reporting, Malia. Thanks for having me, Bill. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. As you know, uh, 60 of our sponsors have pulled their ads from the program. No word as to why yet. <laughs> we thank the following sponsors for sticking with us. The O'Reilly Factor is brought to you by Dog Cocaine. <laughs> Turns out you can teach a dog new tricks. And one of them is doing cocaine. And the O'Reilly Factor is also sponsored by Prescription Strength Eloquence. It's Cialis for horses. Get your horses boned up and see what happens with Eloquence, the official horse aphrodisiac of the Factor. And finally, the movie Chips. Chips. Oops. Very proud of all of our sponsors. Now, this is hard for me to discuss. But I've also been in the news this week. Apparently, several women have come forward and accused me of offering them exciting opportunities here at Fox News. <laughs> Beyond that, the details are a bit fuzzy, but one man was brave enough, one man, to come into my defense, a man who was unimpeachable on all female issues, and now he's here tonight. People, please welcome the President of the United States, Donald Trump. Hello, hi. Hello, everyone. Good evening, Bill. It's so wonderful to be here on The Factor. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan as well, and it's an honor to have you here. And can I just say, Mr. President, you look even better on TV. I know, I do. I look fantastic. And can I tell you something? I actually see a lot of myself in you, Bill. Thank you, Mr. President, and thank you for coming to my defense last week, even though no one asked you to. And you even went as far as saying, quote, Bill O'Reilly did nothing wrong. That's correct. And that's based upon... Hunch, just a loose hunch. So you're not familiar with the facts of the case. I mean, I'm more familiar with this case than I am with, say, health care, but I didn't really look into it much, no. I was too busy being super presidential by bombing a bunch of well, I deeply appreciate your support on behalf of all women and I'd like to thank you, Donald Trump, for promoting Sexual Assault Awareness Month. That's right, Bill. It's a subject that's near and dear to my hand. 
Well, thank you for stopping by the factor, Mr. President, and keep up the good work. Wait, is that a joke? Excuse me? A lot of people have been saying, keep up the good work, but then I found that it was a joke. <laughs> I was not making a joke, Mr. President, oh. and I promise. I'm back, baby. <clears throat> Don't forget to check out my new hit book, Old School, Life in the Sane Lane, terrific title. It's about having great morals and values, and it couldn't have come at a better time. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and thanks for watching The Factor. There you go. So, actually, Bill O'Reilly actually gets the boot last week from uh, Fox. He had one of the leading, the biggest show on Fox. He ended up getting, because all of his sponsors got pulled, um, he definitely felt the heat. Um, he made it all through all the different talk shows, um, or at least he did. But, I mean, he got roasted through every one of the talk shows, everybody from Trevor Noah to, to Kimmel to whoever. They tore him a new one. Um, even, even, even his, um, even the person that took his his personality and made it his 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 um, his career for a number of years, Stephen Colbert. Um, paid his homage, if you will, to Bill O'Reilly this week. Um, but it was he, it was a reported that he actually uh, got uh, $52 million when he left Fox. Severance. That was severance. his severance. That was his severance pay, $52 that was, <laughs> million. That's basically to say, so we no longer want you here. How much do we get to pay you? So that you leave. Yeah. So so Fairly so so does the lawsuits follow him, or now can plaintiffs still f f um, sue Fox? I guess anybody can sue anybody for any reason. So I guess right. they can still sue Fox for condoning his actions, right? But now they're really if gonna. They now they're really if they gonna can prove. Well, now plaintiffs that, that particular action, whatever they're suing for, that that particular action was condoned. Well, people now are probably probably whoever's gonna sue Bill O'Reilly is gonna sue sue Bill O'Reilly. They might also counter sue or also sue Fox. But wow, now he's on his own. But he's he's got fifty two million in his back pocket, plus whatever he had prior to that. Which I'm thinking he had a couple million, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's got to pay taxes. Yeah. Ooh. You don't want the IRS on your back. $52 million. Ooh, that's going to show up on his, uh, whatever, 1099 or his, his tax form at the end of the year on how much he made for the year. Hmm. Well, if it's a severance, it probably went through payroll already. <laughs> but that's a hefty ass yeah. payroll. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably not what he netted, though, probably, right? Oh, no, that's gross. That's gross. Yeah. yeah, so he got about $12 when he was done. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. All right, cool. Um, let me see here. I'm yeah, going to maintain that lawyer now. <laughs> maintain that lawyer now. All right, Patrick Carlin's calling in very soon, so I'm going to get um, what I wanted to get going here for him, and it's going to take only two and a half minutes for that. Oh, really? That's well, all. then you got to wait and play that when he's on so he can actually hear it. Okay. So, um, but I want to put something on before. Here we go. Um, no, but that was, that's kind of what I wanted to do. Wah, wah. Um, got to change it up. Got to change it up. 
today's been all about changing everything up. Yes, it has. You have to. You really have to. Thanks for uh, sticking with those guys. Definitely down tune us on. Uh, download us on. Down tune us. <laughs> down tune us. Download us on iTunes. Uh, the Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumbaugh crew. Um, you can also go like us on Facebook at The Edge of Insanity. Follow us on Twitter at Edge of Insanity 7, as well as Instagram us. That's right, at Mr. Edge of Insanity. Um, do that thing. And then you can also go check me out at paulbrumbaugh.com as well as my Facebook fan page. And if you go like any of these Facebook pages, that's where we give away tickets to local comedy shows. Um, also, if we have other giveaways, um, some of our guests, um, like I think a, uh, we're going to have a comedian on that's going to give away one of his shirts and his book. Um, so things like that. If we're giving away things like that, uh, we also have an author on in a couple of weeks. If we give away any of those things, it's usually through our Facebook pages. Uh, we do ask you to go like those and um, share those wherever possible. So um, what we're going to do is I'm going to throw a little something on for Patrick. We'll be back in literally less than two minutes. Uh, I know he's with us now, so I'm going to go ahead and play a little something. This is a little DJ mix, and uh, we'll have to see what he thinks about this. We'll be back with the 420 shout-out in just less than two minutes. And I want to do a little song here to take a liberty. Uh, this is a piece I've never read before. I love. What I do is I, I write things real hard. Write and write and write and write and write and write and write. There is a point. Is there a point to all this? Let's find a point. Is this real, real, real? Or is this just rhyme? Rhyme. The world is like a ride. Check, check. <clears throat> What's up, Earth? It's Professor Gable. You're listening to Old Soul Radio. 
Sorry we're a little late. We just had to play some random ass weird shit for the first hour and a half. Now we're here. And um, let me press record. So it's forever documented that we're here. It's been a long week. A lot of things have happened. Sky met a girl at a bar. Got a blowjob. Satchel. Made some beats. And walked around. I, uh. I, um. I sat and, uh. <coughs> um. I didn't really sit at all, actually. Did some shows. Did some, uh. Made some rap songs. Did some deliveries. You know what I mean? Uh, Satchel's got some records for us. What records do you got, Satchel? New ones. This guy's eating, uh, eating outside. We can't eat in the studio. We're here at Muni Radio. Shout out to Pam. I'm saying Pam's the best at everything. Let's listen to Mad Lib for a little while. I'll be back. Checking out Mad Lib as he represents some old Blue Note recordings. 
can't remember one time this uh, Thai place on mission. Fuck out of here. You just made that up. No, I swear. Like, uh, it's not, I think it might be on like 18th. There's no fucking Thai place. It's like a noodle place. Uh, I, I think it is. No, no, no. That place is fantastic. I love that place. Shout out to Yamna. That place is, always feeds me well whenever I come through. Mm-hmm. But that's not the place. I don't. I'm, I think it might be closed now. Oh right. The one that's closed now. Anyways, Sam um, took me there once, and I was not impressed. Let's put it that way. But, but I will say this. Maybe I ordered the wrong thing. Yeah, you probably I ordered. Will say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a chance. You probably ordered the roasted dong. <laughs> Anyways, um. <laughs> yeah, you heard that, guys? The roasted dong. Sam's got the roasted dong. So, Sky, you're a writer. Yeah, I'm a writer. Uh, when you write, like, what do you? What's the deepest thing you feel, like, when you're when you're exerting your inner emotions? You feel like you actually feel like really comfort. Mm-hmm. Like you're okay. doing what? Like I feel like when I I'm at that level, it's like tough. Yeah. And you know, it's not always like a good environment when I'm at that level of writing. And I'm talking like, you know, like when you uh, like let's let's say you're winning at blackjack one night and yeah. you win almost all the hands and you're on fire no doubt like I, I get that feeling when I'm doing my work like when I'm writing something special and you know and that's the stuff that people like the most that I uh, produce you know mm-hmm. the most stuff that I write that people really love mm-hmm. and so I do that and uh the fuck is he pointing in your face and uh I'm really uh but, but that's what keeps me going is that like I get this feeling of like I'm doing the right thing and so when I'm in that mode, it's like nothing is more important. Like I'm just in this uh, trance. Right. You know, I'm writing and I just feel so strong about something. Because I tell people, it's like, I, you know, I went to school to write. I, you know, I've, I've done the radio for years. Like I wanted this entertainment side. But, you know, it started out as something that was natural to me. It was my mm-hmm. hobby that I created for myself. No doubt. And so like now when I'm like, when I'm right, dude, there's just... I feel this comfort that like nothing is more what I'm supposed to be doing than that. That's dope, dude. It's easy to just write, like you know, I, you know, for for a couple of years, I've actually been carrying around a journal mm-hmm. that I would write in. So like, I'd get like the 300 page ones, right. and by the end of the year, I'd fill um, less than a year, like half a year, I'd fill them up. Right. And I'd write a lot of stuff. What a, it wasn't so much like I was writing great stuff to like uh, author, or like you know, put out in a book or. Right, I was gonna say like, what? Why don't you just write a book? I I plan on writing a book. There's no doubt about How it. How long is being, it gonna I be? I plan on publishing a lot of stuff. How many pages? How many pages? Yeah. I I. This is funny, you know, like. Uh, I actually want to never publish something over a hundred pages That's for a novel. That's the best thing I've ever heard in life. Like I, I, I plan to only have a hundred pages or less. Dude, that's the smartest thing I've ever heard. Like, I am not big into big books. I want to get my point across in something small and more meaningful. Why the fuck do you Plus, need so many hundreds of pages to read to write a book? Sometimes you know some things per minute, but in my view, I love uh, Voltaire. Of the course. People, the people of uh, the revolution of France, you know, that, that made America what it is today, helped, helped make America what it is, Voltaire. Voltaire uh, said, 
they asked him well he said they asked him why do you like why are your books always like a less than 100 pages he's like because i want people to read my stuff yeah exactly it's a fucking amazing genius comment yeah but i feel that it's like you know i've read 300 page books i think yeah 400 page books and it's brutal. I haven't done that since my past life. Like, people read that much, guys, because they didn't have TV. Right. Okay? Let me break true. that down to you. We were yeah, trying to get entertained. YouTube and porn. Now I can stream. Yeah, I can beat my shit and, and watch the most high-powered porn on earth. But right. uh, I'm just fucking around. But what I'm saying is that, like, you know, I guess now that we don't need long, like, as stories as long, I guess the message is the most important thing. Yes. Test, test. Testing some microphones. Hey, can you hear me out there, Sash? Test, test. All right. Are we testing, man? Well, all, all I'm saying is that, like... Never mind, never mind. It's all good, it's all good, it's all good. What's up? What were you saying, Sky? All I'm saying is that, like, you know, uh... Times are different, and I want to publish more stuff that are small and more impactful for people, because I think... With social media and everything, things are a lot like more hardcore. No doubt. And so I want to create like uh, a lot of writing that would speak to people in a classic sense. Like my writing's classic. <laughs> Excuse me. My writing is classic. So like I hope to use my writing uh, classically, like contemporary in a way that like I I want to transfer that like you know because of technology and everything things are so fastly done to people now right. it's hard to you know things are so strange and the, yeah, the globalization like, like the economy is there you know yeah. it's almost as if you need to like people are like you need to conform into things that like change your workflow or like change your like path of who you want to be it's like you need to like be a part of something in a way yeah. of like that that may not be you so yeah. I feel like uh You know, I feel like uh, it's just like it, it, it's up to you. Yeah, no doubt. You know? How do you feel about it, Sam? About what? About what I was saying. Short books? Yeah. You know, I feel like I feel like everything's happening so fast. I feel like having writing short books is more like I honestly think that I, I'm serious. I think that is like the smartest thing I've ever heard about a book. You know, like I want to make a really like enthralling story that's yeah. just as good as any other book. Yeah, but it's only thirty pages. Like, you want exactly. You want to read it in like two days or something. Yeah, I feel like you can like. It's not the length of a story. Like I, I remember, you know, in, in in practicing my writing, you'd start with like make a story in a thousand words. Right. Make a story in five hundred words. Right. Make a story in two hundred and seventy five. Right. And you follow these pinpoints of how would I lay out this story. Like if it wasn't entertaining enough or readable, it right. didn't count in my two and then you get to two hundred and fifty words. Yeah. And then eventually I was writing short you know, they were kind of like poems, like short stories that were 50 words. Yeah. You know, I, I had this one, I actually kind of remember it was like, uh, I this one story was like, there once was a pirate named Dandy, and he sailed the seven seas. 
for the degree he caught his fancy a woman to love or be or something and then it was like he sailed the seas and was lost and beheaded or whatever the case but like you know you learn how to construct little stories in time he sailed the seas and was lost and beheaded by his woes and knees swaying along the ocean with a lost capsule that was his corpse head floating in the water Skull turned to dust. His name was Billy, and his game was Thrust. Now... That was insane, dude. I don't know what the fuck Sam just did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was nuts, dude. <laughs> and now... And then he stopped it now? The fuck was that, dude? Yeah. Is there any more... Re Sam got candy. Uh, I would love a Reese's Cup. Nope. But there's no more... Hey, Satchel, do you have any candy? Hey, we're gonna listen to this Mad Lib for a minute and, and take a quick break. We gotta take a quick, quick break. Sam, can I play a song? Issues. Remember when I first tried to hit it, you held back. Now you struggling cause you was struggling, you was all that. My rap finally cracked surface. The weight was worth it after I hit it. Knew I was permanent, but late, working plus off. Sex secrets never hit the streets. Nothing beat, oral sweet oil to spoil me. You was doing things in the sexiest ways. I'm still amazed at you. Have my back to this day, but the way now I got you. Through the fire and rain, pleasure and pain. Change the riches, loss and gains. Whether wife or mistress, we stay. Cause I'm fitted in with it, and I ain't hit it in a long time. So I'ma hit it for a long time. I'ma say we're here to see you never fade. Wine, we smoke weed and make money. That's my kind. How will I know this is real? Usually. 
hey, this is Steinsky, and you're listening to Mad Lib's remix of the Blue Note catalog. Damn, that's a great job. How come I don't get jobs like that? Get it on a record. 
and he did it by not talking about record sales and commercialism and, uh, and who the big names on the date. He never got into that. He was interested in you and your thoughts and getting you to uh, have an unrestricted flow of your ideas in his recordings. How many people have that? And he never made a mistake out of over a thousand records that Alfred produced in the years that he had Blue Note. Easily 900, 950 of them are classics. Party people, doom. It'll let you know that I have no prior knowledge to any invasion or any invasion being planned or executed. And I have no ties to Madly or any organizations.
off. Women will not be ever as important as a musician. And if a woman thinks she can, she's kidding herself because the guy who really loves the music, that's where he's going. Shout out to Mini Radio. Uh, 
I'm gonna play some uh, Dalla over here, R.I.P. Dalla, raining from Atlanta. I know people would like this. He's a good guy. Fuck 100, nigga, I'm a million Fuck that a billion, I put that on my cheering Put that on my cheering, my unborn cheering Palm start itching, feel a drug storm nearing V12 engines, gone in the instant She smell kush, I keep it burning like an instant Females look, but fuck them, they inconsistent It's either she a dog or I'm scared of commitment Neither one works, so I think it's best we kick it Love women, hate bitches, yeah, it's a difference I got it down to a science, I'm giving you the physics You dealing with a giant high look with a midget, I'll move a pivot, a lift, a phalanche, unless it's about a dollar, then it's gonna be a stampede, and I don't fear shit but a judge, that's mad with a grudge, cause I made his yearly salary a week selling drugs, give your bitch love, only if we talking tennis, that's zero zip, nada, you can holler about some business, authentic, never timid, we don't hesitate to squeeze, 40 Glock, bless you when this motherfucker sneeze, head chew, dead chew, then I'm back to it, grinding with my baby nigga, scraping in the black building, smoke blunts the size of Louisville, slugger bats, nigga, Sleeping on me, but fuck them scrap, they get now now Why I stay up, no five-hour shots I just don't wanna go back to selling five-dollar rocks off on it, living for the moment Learning hard life lessons Cause I'm young and still growing Father's only son Mama's little boy Moving in and out of town With a package got me annoyed Cause I'd rather take a chance Before I ever be employed By a cracker who don't view me as a man But as a boy Cash aid time While your bank account boy Still easy, no roys Never folding under pressure Every time I leave the house I grab the pistol off the dresser Still Gooning, everybody looking at me like bro, but I wanna have a different car. Every time I show up, hit it all on the line. Hey, nickel lay down. Give you real shit, hey motherfucking rhyme. Give you real shit, hey motherfucking rhyme. Life a crime that I'm living got me thinking about a lawyer, cause it's whole lot of money. But most snitches out in Georgia, yeah, it's bitches out in Georgia, taking pictures out in Georgia. West LA moving, but that nigga out in Georgia, get it straight. I ain't a crook, just ain't living by the book. But the hand game known, so these pussy niggas shook. Get your diamond chain took, just to find out. It's fake, so I let you buy it back before you call it any day. Let you keep your pride, ain't nobody gotta know. But you and I both know you went out like a hoe. Shot town, nigga, say Joe. I say cuz, is you friend or is you foe? Nigga, speak your love. Got these frail niggas mad, they can't meet my plug. I'm greeting niggas with slugs, I'm greeting bitches with hugs. Probably never get a chance if you meet me in the club, but you can get dick when I feel like it. It's a party in my bedroom, your girlfriend's invited. I got a dyke in. Bet she like it, swimming in the pussy like a motherfucking pirate Higher than the pilot, I can't lift my eyelids Gunshots and sirens, my background violet Bitch, I ain't declining, motherfucking press Riding in the Rito, duck the motherfucking feds Piss some numbers on your head, like a fucking helmet Still addicted to the money, my nigga, I can't help it Took the hot one in the pelvis, but I still ain't learned Why I gotta keep a heat of block I turn Stand tall and firm, cause I'm strong and I'm black Breathe easy, pussy nigga, get your asthma attack I'm living like a movie we need a plasma with that, where the bad bitches at, with the asses that's fat 
and they ass all nice Looking like God kissed her and blessed her twice Might dress her in white, chop the broom and throw rice Yeah, right, fuck a bitch, what I'm screaming to the grave Look, I'm married to the moolah, hallelujah, I'm paid The move that I made, got my penthouse laid So try me like a square and get your kid house sprayed Late nights I pray, dreaming of a millionaire, it's all on the way I see it, you get the vision, just a rough transition Before I put them out commission Rap niggas gay, I'm just speaking my suspicion Play my position, weighing work up in the kitchen uh, Sometimes the bathroom is not just a rap tune Knock the guts out like I do my cigarella Sticking yelling in my bedroom Singing I can tell her like, like She getting closer to a climax I fuck him in, replace him, then erase him out my contacts Address book, give him no heart A lot of fishes in the water And I'm feeling like a shark, feast up I'm young and I'm active I got some shit I'm trying to learn You can help me practice We study on the mattress That's what my class is Nothing but a t-shirt That's easy access She like me for my assets Not what I possess So all I do is fuck a worker out Like a Bowflex Keep up with the progress I'm young and I'm hopeless California weed Only thing keeping me focused Go. I ain't never coming but you stunning Fin finish shoot them up and you know it's busting. California cushions. California California. Song live a California cushy, I love it like good pussy Try and get up, get out my state like goody A problem ain't nothing to me A lawyer's a couple thousand backstabbing ass Got me watching my surroundings Pound for pound, word for word I'm ahead of these third Great rapping ass niggas, I get better each verse As we continue on, infinity and beyond Ben's color grenadine and dollar for coin Left a lot of weight last week, I put it growing The money keep growing, never sleep, keep going Push it to the limit, cause we get it to the morn And back to the day, then they the place is tropical, riding like a tooth case ain't flipping over obstacles, gunplay is optional, but money is the focus, lounging, smoking weed, it's me and all of the locals, corrected and respected, I'm infected with game, neglecting peons and felines as she boarding the train, playing an automobile, make sure that you drive slow, chasing after a meal, stay focused on my dope, East still and a nigga in East St. Laurent, screaming fuck a bitch, she's an ungrateful cunt, I'm unfaithful to her, why you try to pursue her, connoisseur of the money and honey and thick ass. Hanging with the same niggas I skip class with Y'all on the pack shit, phase on the dash shit Yeah It's time! Live in the mix with DJ Shabazz of NBM National Board Leaders And again, here to the next Shabazz, holla at me, man California weed, give a nigga all timers Nope, I never sold a million, but I'm still a headliner Shoot you in your head, white chalker, outline ya Motherfuck some rap while I'm a four-time grinder Part-time rhymer, rap recreation Simple ABCs, another bad creation Another nigga hatin', introduce him to the pavement Gangsters moving silent, plus we never make statements Papers with the faces of dead crackers pursuing Big body beans, keep a bad bitch drooling Beat a pussy down, tell that motherfucker ruin Hella, how you doing? as I watch you start to blow Fuck on a hundred thousand just to get a brisket rush Gonna spread the word, I'm in the club Swag serving, look good on TV But even better up the person Tattoo the tears, reminiscing about my pops Then I lost my nigga Cooley, guess the pain I never stopped I done been on yachts with Diddy at 14 Had to take his Louis off, he like to keep the carpet clean Eating hors d'oeuvres, shirt board to the wrist Hit the A and tell the block up me and my misfits Yeah Stay in the morning.
Ah, today's narrator, the ghost. <laughs> this is a true story, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you might not believe it, though. Fucking up. That's why I'm the ghost. I'm about to open up. Listen. One day I fell asleep and my knife woke me up. He said, Your gun is in the closet flipping. Talking about I get the most action. He about to soak me up. So I went to the closet, said, Hammer, what's wrong with you? You ain't bossing me off. It's like I don't belong to you. I said, I just be the case, daddy. And I'm trying to take it easy because I got to move this weight, daddy. And the hammer said, Man, listen, use the knife twice in a row. Tell me if the plan's switching. Because we used to get around together. We used to put niggas down together. Tell me if it's now or never. I said, Hammer, take it easy, baby. Because I got niggas to kill and I would never do you greasy, baby. And all you got to do is chill a while. And then the hammer said, Cool, because you know that I feel you stabbed. I got a story to tell. My knife talks to me, but nobody but 